welcome to you. Me. And TV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite shows of 2019. Yeah, 2019, a whole decade ago. A whole decade mm-hmm. ago. Well, it feels like that, doesn't it? Because we're mm-hmm. like midway through January right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and people have been telling me, they were like, hey, when's the bonus episode coming out with your best shows, with your favorite shows of uh, 2019? Oh, who said that? My mom or your mom? It was nobody. It was on the street, Gia. <laughs> okay. I was walking down the street right. and somebody said, hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, when's the new show coming out? I got to know what the best shows are. Uh, for the record, I've never seen that happen. It happened the other day. You were you were doing something else. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> no, that's uh, silly. But hey, look, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, it's very exciting. We've had a lot of new listeners lately. I've been like checking the old stats and mm-hmm. we're getting we're getting if not tens, hundreds of people listening. Uh, yeah, and it's always very exciting to it, see that. I so love it. Thanks if, for listening. Thanks for listening. We truly truly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And um I think this is going to be a fun episode if you're new to the podcast. Uh, well, first, welcome. But yeah. normally what we do, uh, we go through like an episode of TV, like a first episode of a TV show, mm-hmm. and we kind of break it down a little bit, talk a little bit about you know some of the backstory about it, some mm-hmm. of the, the writers, the actors, that sort of thing, and kind of our own experiences too. Mm-hmm. But this is, of course, one of our bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be counting down. It's our down. off season. It is our off season, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to be counting down our 10 favorite uh, shows of this year. Yeah, and each of us made each a top of us. 10 list so and we haven't seen each other's list. We haven't seen the list, so it's a, there's a little overlap there too, probably, mm-hmm. I would guess. Yeah. Because we watched a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, before we get into that though, I think we should talk about what we mean when we say, you know, these are like our favorite shows of the yeah. year. These are not the best shows of the year. Yeah, we're, we don't like that term. I don't like that term. I see, you So know, many people, lists came out last year that were like the top or 20 shows of 2019. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Get off of your high horse. Yeah. It's 2019. Well, it's 2020 now, but it's <laughs> you can watch whatever you want to watch. Like, don't tell me that Game of Thrones is the best show of the year. I don't like dragons. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm not open-minded. I don't know. I don't even know how much dragons play into it. There. I think they play a very large part. They probably do. And look, you might be thinking, whoa, hey, these people, they don't even like Game of Thrones. I'm turning this off right now. That was not the guy from the street. That was a oh, slightly was different guy. <laughs> yes, that was a slightly that, different that guy. That guy is not a Game of Thrones fan? Uh, no, that guy is a favorite. That guy oh, is a Game of Thrones but fan. But the guy who accosted you on the street is not. No, he's not. He's okay. he's a hardcore fan of our podcast. Okay, um, great. But uh, the other guy, <laughs> hey, you don't like Game of Thrones? That sounded like the last guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> would you? I think that uh, we have a unique style. Uh, sense of uh, taste, I guess. Yes. Not a sense of taste. Taste of shows. <laughs> senses of the taste of the five senses, I think, is normal. I, I think so. I'm, you know, you can never really know yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't know what anyone else is tasting. Isn't that weird? It's a weird thing. Like what tastes like M&M's to me could taste like carrots to you. We don't uh, know. That seems like a stretch. I would have said Skittles. Ew, that's oh, Skittles worse. are gross. Yeah. But some people like them. And you know, I think that's a good metaphor for that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Some people like Game of Thrones and some people... Probably those same people also like Skittles, and I don't like either of those things. Hey, there you go. And so... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our podcast. And it it seems like we just went on a huge tangent there. One, no, we were leading up to the metaphor, Uh, but that's what we do. We like to talk about TV, but we talk a little bit about ourselves, get to know us, and and just have a nice time here. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So... Here's how we're gonna do this. We're gonna you're gonna start off talking okay. about your number ten, and we'll we'll get yeah. into it. We'll talk about we're, it from our 
we're counting down to our very favorite. To show. our very favorite. Yes. From least very favorite to very very favorite. Yes. And and we're leaving off a lot of shows because we watch a lot of TV. We watch a lot of so TV. So there were a lot of contenders. There here. were many contenders. Yeah. I had to cut off some shows that I love. And maybe at yeah, the end same. we'll talk about some of those ones that we got had to cut mm-hmm. off. And um, so if you're number 10, though, if it appears anywhere on my list, mm-hmm. then I'll let you know where that showed up on my list. Too. Okay. And, and we'll then we'll just, talk about, you know, we'll yeah. get it deep into it if we need to, or we'll just kind of breeze past it. It depends. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I'll go with my number 10 and we'll kind of go back and forth like that. Hey, that sounds good. And, and the goal here, you know, I think hopefully when we're finished with that, this you, the listener, uh, are like, oh, I'm going to go check out some shows right yeah. now because there's some stuff that maybe I haven't heard of and, mm-hmm. and I'm psyched to hear it. So, uh, you know, and uh, this is going to be fun. And the listener, by the way, what do we call our fans? The Duprees? That's what you call them. That's what I call them. You, me, and Duprees. Mm-hmm. That's you, me, and, and then you, the listeners, the Duprees. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shall we get started with this should we do it let's just let's dive right let's in do it. so gia tell me tell the Dupree's out there tell everyone mm-hmm. what's what's your number 10 favorite show of the year all right well before i get into my my actual list um i i jotted down i because i put together my list and then i noticed some commonalities okay some common themes say, some yeah. kind of common yeah. types of shows so i thought i would just um say a few words about that first. i like it it's a fun little all introduction right. yeah okay so the first thing i noticed is that all of the shows on my list are comedies or at the very least all of them they're either comedies or dramedies at okay least. so there are a few things that are a little more dramatic but have a, a high joke density I'm going to assume you did not put Mindhunter on there then, or else you you and I interpreted that way differently. You didn't think Mindhunter was funny? It actually is funny, but it's definitely not a comedy. (laughs) No, I don't have Mindhunter on my list, although I did really like it. So that's that's why it's hard to make a best shows of 2019 list. But these are my favorites. Um, They're all comedies on my list. Um, Another thing I noticed, um, five of the top ten... Of my top 10 shows. Yeah. The star is also the series creator. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing that I noticed on my list is that um, all but one of the shows in my top 10 were either created by a woman and or center around a female lead character. Oh, hey, yeah. look at that. Yeah, good year Equality. For, for women. Yeah. In, uh, well, in TV. television. Yeah. Yes, in TV. <laughs> Um, I, I noticed, is that, is that, are those all the the things you're saying? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, based on those three things, yeah. you might assume, uh, especially if you've read some other top top 10 lists of 2019, right. that Fleabag is on my list. Look, I'm going to right now, it's not. You might as well put dragons in there, too, because I couldn't <laughs> get into it. Yeah, and I, I, to be honest, I tried. I watched all of season one. I watched most of season two, which is uh, came out in 2019. Um, and I just never could get into it. I didn't hate it. Obviously, I watched a season and a half of it. But um, yeah, you, it just didn't do much for me. And a lot of the things that I hear it getting praised for, for like kind of presenting like a um, unapologetic female experience kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like other shows on my list do that as well and did it better nice. it, yeah, to me. 
So if you are still listening now after we said <laughs> we don't like Game of Thrones, although I know a lot of people didn't like this season, we pay attention to TV. Yeah. We know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then we said we don't like Succession, which we also <laughs> tried a few times. We did. And uh, we don't like Fleabag. If you're yeah. still listening now, y- you've you've passed through the uh, the point of no return, I think. And, yeah. and I think you're going to love some of these yeah. uh, shows that we're going to show you. And if you do like those you. things, we're not telling you those shows are bad. We're, we're just, just saying, saying we don't they're not our them. favorite. Yeah. They're not our favorite. And, yeah. uh, and, and I think that's great because I do think that if people that love these shows, I think that is amazing. I don't think there's anything wrong with those shows. And I can say that too. And I brought it up before and I do not have this on my list, but I'm a became recently in the past year and a half, a huge fan of professional wrestling. And I see the reasons. That's been an unfortunate turn in our (laughs) marriage. (laughs) But I see the reasons why people would say, Hey, that's, you know, stupid. That's terrible. Uh But I love it. People like me. Exactly. But I love it. And, and I think that, it's okay to love the shows that you love. I think it's I think it's a nice thing that there are shows that people everybody can love. Yeah. But I do think it's good to be aware of a lot of shows that I think that uh, that's something our list has to it. At least yeah. my list does. Um, so I think that'll be cool to open people's eyes and minds yeah, to some new sure. things. That's what we do. And that's, you know, I'll talk about some commonalities in mine just briefly. But I noticed a lot of my shows are either new shows or shows that I have recently discovered or something mm-hmm. like that, that I, that I, you know, that's what I like. I like a new brand new show out there, especially, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you get several seasons into something and it's like, I just want something new. You get me fired up right. with a new voice, new creator, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, well, cool. Let's hear your number 10. All right. So number 10 on my list, um, is a show called the letdown. Um, and it's series two that came out in series, 2019 because it's british it is it's not british it's australian oh yeah um, yeah the letdown is that Aust- was not an australian <laughs> accent i know we have at least one fan in Aust- australia yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. but on a serious note I, I hope everybody's doing all right in australia the, yeah the, those fires for sure yeah, yeah that looks just horrific and uh, we really feel for you guys and, yeah yeah um but anyway the letdown is an australian um, show that's why instead of saying seasons they say series so it's series two um that premiered on may 29th 2019 um so this show originally aired on the australian broadcasting corporation um which is like a public television network there um kind of like the bbc and uh, yeah i think it's kind of like the bbc yeah. um but netflix was a co-producer so um both seasons are stream both series are streaming on netflix you said it was series two yes and mm-hmm. so just to jump in here for a second i've never watched this show i've Mm -hmm. seen you have it on so i don't know what all you got to say about it but let's hear about why it's good what what is it all about (laughs) well i'll say um for if you've never seen it um here's the netflix series description um audrey mother of a two-month-old joins a new parent support group where she makes some quirky friends facing various challenges and life changes um so that's kind of the basic premise of the whole series. Um, Audrey, by the way, is played by Allison Bell, who also created the show. Um, and then the season two kind of picks up um, with with this. This is the season two description. As their babies turn one, some of the parents group members make plans for another. Audrey and her um, partner, Jeremy, struggle to maintain a long distance relationship. Mm. So... Um, this is a this is a funny show and it's a show that I find pretty relatable because uh, we've had a baby yeah. recently. Um, also, the main character on the show is a copywriter, okay. which uh, I am as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot for 
me to relate to. And she's um, kind of, it's like, uh, not like real, it uh, shows all the sides of, of being a mom, I think, yeah, right? That's yeah, what the vibe like I got from it. It's not very glamorous. Yeah. Um, it's not like they hate being parents, but it's also like, it's, this is rough. And, now you um, like that better than, what's the show that's on working Netflix? Moms. Working Moms. Didn't care for Working Moms. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, um, this one, all, another thing I thought was kind of interesting reading about this, this was originally, the, the series was part of something called Comedy Showroom, which was like an Australian comedy anthology series okay. where they showed like six different shows and that kind of served as like pilots. Oh, kind of like, kind of like Amazon pilot season yeah, sort kinda of? Yeah, like that. That's what it sounded like. So that's kind of cool. Um, this show also, by the way, it won best comedy program, um, in 2018 and 2019 and best performance in a television comedy, um, by Alison Bell at the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Awards, which I'm guessing is maybe similar to like the Emmys. Yeah, probably. Here. Yeah. Netflix uh, has been putting a lot of Australian shows out there, uh, as well as, I think, Hulu. Mm-hmm. What was something? We were watching something recently, and we were trying to figure out. Oh, the uh, um, those kids shows. Because oh, we've been those, watching a lot yes. of kids shows because the we got to. The Investigators and, and Little Lunch. Little Lunch. If you uh, have little kids and you need something to throw on, in The Investigators and Little Lunch on um, on Netflix yeah. are very fun, very uh, witty quick yeah. kind of sort of they kind of give have like a fast-paced sort of modern family office kind of right. documentary kind of a uh, vibe to them very funny yeah i'm seeing a lot of good shows out of australia especially comedies yeah maybe. yeah very cool definitely worth checking out um, uh, should yeah. we go on to my number 10 yeah all right so my number 10 i don't know if it's on your list or not but there okay. it is something that we've watched together so my number 10 is veep Season seven. Uh-huh. That f- is not on my list. Not but on I your list. It. So the final season of Veep. Uh, again, Veep created by Armando Anucci. And mm-hmm. um, let me give the season seven description for you. Okay. Former Veep and president Selena Meyer, played by Julia Louis Dreyfus, is back on the campaign trail in season seven. And this is on my list for a few reasons. So first off, Veep is fantastic. And we covered mm-hmm. Veep on one of our first episodes. Yeah, so if you uh, want to know more about just kind of the basics of the show, go back and listen to that episode. Definitely check that out. And uh, But this does something that I think that uh, a lot of shows have a hard time with. This was the final season of Veep. Mm-hmm. And it really, I think, stuck the landing of like, mm-hmm. it did it. Because a lot of times shows just kind of like, the final season, either they bring back a bunch of stuff and they force it in there, or it just is like the all the stars kind of leave slowly and you're just left with like, Meh, I guess the show's ending. Mm-hmm. Or the finale's bad and that's, that's no good. This show... It was the show has changed a lot. I think over time it got sillier. Yeah. And I think p- partially, probably in a reaction to uh, you know how politics have gotten more absurd. Sillier, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't more, say that more yeah, horrifying. More horrifying, yeah. yes. But I think that this this uh, it, it kept up with uh, being witty, hilarious, and the plot. Though there, it did seem forced uh, just a little bit uh, uh-huh. in there. It ended with a great finale. Nothing that I'm gonna be like watching over and over again, but. It's so hard to make like a decent finale and stuff. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I did when um, the final season of Veep came out. I heard some criticism uh, of people saying that they felt like the final season and the final episode were too um, 
positive. Like they ended on too much of a happy note, which was interesting to me because I felt the total opposite. I felt oh, like yeah. it was it was pretty dark. A very dark. I don't want to give ending. things away, but like right. stuff with Buster or not Buster. <laughs> uh, Buster Bluth. Buster Bluth. <laughs> Gary. Gary. Yes, yeah. played by uh, Tony, Tony Hale. Hale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, some of that was dark. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a very dark, very bleak and ending that was my interpretation of it so it was interesting to me to see other people saying oh it was too too happy can i read a little bit of one of the dark jokes that was in yes. there though um this is uh i think it's from the premiere it was either the first or second episode of season seven and uh this is i don't remember the full context but mm-hmm. selena is saying and i've got the the lines here selena says if ever i need it if i ever need an miracle it's right now and then richard splett played by Sam Richardson, comes in and says, ma'am, there's been a mass shooting in a mall in Phoenix. 27 people have been killed. And then (laughs) Selena, uh, everybody, well, everybody reacts in shock and sadness. And then Selena goes, oh, and then something dawns on her and they all kind of have the same idea. And Selena goes, this can this can work for us. And then Dan play, say, uh, says, yes, because we couldn't possibly announce now out of respect for the victims. I think that was announcing her election mm-hmm, campaign. Mm-hmm. And Selena says, holla effing Luya. We have to send that shooter a nice thank you card. And Richard says, oh, actually, he shot himself before he could be apprehended. I'll send something to his wife. And then Richard <laughs> continues to read about the incident on his smartphone. And then he says, oh, actually, he shot her first, oh, which geez. is so dark. It's so really, terrible. Yeah, that's what I was kind of the way you're describing how these characters are kind of like embracing this, this absurdity horrific turn and stu- of events. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like the tone of the final season, I would say. It, it I really say. is. And there's some other like yeah. darker stuff that happens. But yeah. that's, um, it's, it's you know, it's like a genius level of doing a joke like that uh-huh. and it not offending people. Right, because obviously being, that's not funny. That is not funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but it's also like we're not rooting for these characters at this point. They're right, not, yeah. And, <laughs> and they do show characters. how terrible they are yeah. to the end. But I think that that's something too, especially you know nowadays it feels like people are like, you just can't make jokes about certain things anymore. It's like, yeah, you can. They just have to be good. Right. And it has to be clear right. that they're jokes and stuff. So, But I thought right. that you know that level of humor and that level of comedy coming in there in this final season, uh, though absurd at times, I think was a great final season. And, and that, that's why it's on my list. Yeah, definitely. So check it out. It's on HBO get hbo if you don't have it you got a new season of curb your enthusiasm coming out here soon so get it also watch veep mm-hmm. also armand Nucci's new show oh yeah avenue five i think yeah is what it's we, called uh, it could be good it could be bad but we don't we're know excited yet. to try it out so as a side note too armando Nucci, um you know created veep but the showrunner for um, i think it's a majority of the seasons was david mandel mm-hmm. and um he, uh, I follow him on Instagram. He's always posting fun behind the scenes things about Veep and stuff like that. So if you don't follow him on Instagram, he just seems just like a funny, great dude. Hmm. So there you go. Cool. That's what I like about, you know, get to follow people on Instagram, yeah, see yeah, what their lives are fun. like. And he, he just seems so proud of the show too. When I see his like posts, mm-hmm. it's very, it's, uh, it's infectious to, to see the, you know, months after it's ended to see him post a little thing about, you know, the finale or something like oh, that. Yeah. So I think that's that cool. Is fun. Also, I think one time he viewed my story, which was cool. Cause oh, I like, I like a bunch of his posts. So oh, wow. he didn't follow me or anything, but he was probably like, what's this? You know? Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. You know? Hey, what's your number nine? Okay. Number nine on my list. Um, I, I don't know if you're going to like this choice. Okay. Um, it is On Becoming a God in Central Florida, Season 1. Okay. Let's okay. Uh, tell us about the right. show. So, um, 
on Becoming a God in Central Florida premiered on Showtime on August 25th, 2019. It was created by Robert Funk and Matt Lutsky. Um, and it stars Kirsten Dunst um, and Theodore Pellerin, I, who I had never seen before, but he plays Cody on the show. And he Cody, was my what's breakout his last name? star. I forget. I didn't, you don't remember I, his I didn't last write name? Down. What is it? Bonar. Bonar. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Cody Bonar. Um, he was... He was really great in it. Um, Kirsten Dunst is great in it. And um, here's the Showtime description. This dark comedy series stars Kirsten Dunst as Crystal Stubbs, a minimum wage water park employee who lies, schemes, and cons her way up the ranks of the cultish multi-billion dollar pyramid scheme that drove her family to ruin in the first place. Um, It also, by the way, stars um, Alexander Skarsgård from uh, Big Little Lies. Um, and, um, so the reason I think Mike is not thrilled with my putting this on my list is that this is a show that we both really loved from the beginning. Um, it had a really strong start, um, and, a and a really rocky ending. Neither of us was happy with the ending. In fact, I don't want to give it away, but I would say it ends in what we feel is the worst possible way you can end a season of a show. Um, well, look, I think that's, uh, I loved the show. I loved yeah. this show. It almost made my list. Yeah. But the ending, I hated so much, it did not make my list. But so, ending aside, though, first uh-huh. off, Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. Super hottie. And yeah. a great character actor, I guess. Yeah, because he is, he is so not different a in super hottie in this. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, but this show, I, I felt, um, when I was watching this, you know, like we talked about, everybody's got their own taste and there's always uh-huh. something for you. This was, I felt like made just for me. It yeah. felt like, um, I don't have a good description for it, but well, it felt, it, it was just so quirky and yeah. strange. Yeah. And, um, really unique. It's, um, it reminded me of kind of like, a a little bit of like a Coen brothers kind of vibe. Yeah, that's right. Also yeah. like, um, I don't, if you have ever read a Thomas Pynchon novel, he wrote the crying of lot 49. Um, it, he wrote Inherent Vice, which was made into a movie a few years ago. Right. Um, it's got that same sort of absurdist, um, surreal kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but also very, very funny. Um, it's so funny. You know what? It probably should have made my list. It's just that, you know, some of these shows I feel like just should be limited series. Yeah. And when it got to the end, I felt like, and again, we're not giving it away, but I felt like the characters did things that um, are not how, not only how not, not only their character would not act that way, but a normal human would not that right. act that way. Right, it felt like this show um, from the beginning was going to be building toward a stronger, more interesting ending. Um, and then I feel like they kind of left it open to a second season because it did get renewed. It's coming it back did, for a second oh, season. Oh, it got renewed? Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, it did um, the kind of thing where um, now that we're in the second season, it, the this whatever this thing that happens at the end of the season has to be looming over everything going on and that's yeah. just not enjoyable and there's other shows i guess i won't say which other shows do the same thing because if <laughs> yeah. you've watched that i don't want to give it away right. but there is another show that did not make my list for that reason that we've covered on the podcast right. actually mm-hmm. um so <laughs> and another show too that i think is coming back for a third season sometime yeah but there, uh, <laughs> yeah, there are so, it's like a very common way to end this show yeah i don't like days, it i don't like it don't like it um so I don't like where the 
the season ended up but the um getting there was a lot of fun it and, was a um, lot of fun and i would say worth checking it out and i think um, we got showtime just for that reason when we did yeah, it because we yeah. walked the first episode was free or maybe the first two episodes and then we were like we got to get showtime this show is yeah. great kirsten also, dunst is fantastic in it i, I and, haven't seen her in too much lately i know she, she was in a season of fargo but we didn't watch that no and um kirsten dunst i'll just say as well i mentioned alexander skarsgård as a hottie but kirsten dunst in this i know I'm not saying you disagreed, but um, she just looked better than she's ever looked. I'm, I don't. I don't even know. I, I can't even. I can't explain. Mike it. was a fan. I um, was a big fan. And again, the Theodore Pellerin who plays Cody Bonar, um, he's really he's really worth watching, and I feel like he's gonna have a great career. He was um, definitely the breakout star. For he was me. so funny. I want to yeah. see him in yeah, everything. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, oh, side note too about Showtime. Um, while we had Showtime, when we were watching that, we also watched The Circus, which is uh, that's. Oh, yeah. uh, I uh, almost put that on my list. I almost put. Oh really? Four, yeah. That on my list. It's not on my like... list, just because it's not that kind. It's exactly. it's a news program, but it covers the news of the week in such just like a documentary. It's like a documentary. Style. Like there'll be because we follow the news a lot, and there will be scenes that we saw throughout the week on you know MSNBC or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like a press conference type of mm-hmm. thing that kind of you know gets played over and over, and then if you watch the circus like you'll see then that same press conference from the point of view of um, Alex Wagner mm-hmm. and uh, John Heilman, mm-hmm. and I forget the other guy's name in the yeah. cowboy hat, but you'll see them <laughs> at that same press conference and then they kind of turn and they go and talk to some senator or something like that. Yeah. And it's just, that sounds boring, I guess, overall, but it's so real. Also, they always go and eat like fancy breakfasts and dinners. And <laughs> I know, which makes me jealous of them. And I, re- I really have a hard time watching shows where people eat things that look delicious because like i don't like cooking shows or anything because it just makes me hungry and mad well look if you uh don't follow news very much or if you do but i really think if you don't follow it all and you just watch the circus on showtime what a classy thing to do you would just find the news to be so interesting i (laughs) think uh and that's coming back i think at the end of january on showtime and so anyway just a shout out to that show again for that might be that's so good it's it's almost worth the 14.99 a month or whatever it is yeah i'd say so or 12.99 i don't know anyway Mm -hmm. but let's move on to my number nine now My number nine is a bit of a departure from the kinds of shows that I normally love. Hmm. And I think you knew this was going to be on my list. Um, this is a kid's show. Uh-huh. And I, you know, normally I don't think would give the same kind of credit to a kid's show as I would to, you know, a prestige television show. Mm-hmm. But our child has been watching a lot of kid's shows because we've mm-hmm. been picking some and putting them on. And this show, it just it blows me away and there's a few shows that did this but this Mm -hmm. one i think that it just it there was something about it let me tell you what it is it's called archibald's next big thing Mm -hmm. and this this show is is great it's so good and it's uh, another show that it feels like i mean it was obviously it was made for kids but it was also made for us specifically for our type of humor it really was it's (laughs) legitimately funny we're a big fan of shows like happy endings and i Uh got some happy endings vibes from this uh but uh i will say okay this show was developed was okay it was created by tony hale and Mm -hmm. developed by tony hale drew champion and jacob moffett and Uh, um and it stars tony hale and it stars tony hale you know actually i should say this up front all 10 of my shows star tony hale 
good <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> a recipe for success <laughs> exactly um tony hale again if you don't know who that is he played buster bluth on arrested development and he played gary and veep and um he wrote a book actually uh mm-hmm. called uh, archibald's next big thing and this mm-hmm. is based on that book uh loosely mm-hmm. i guess and um here's a description this is i think more of a description of the book uh but this is when they announced the show this is a description from uh from deadline uh, com. And it says, the story follows the adventures of Archibald Strutter, a simple chicken who, yes, ands his way through life. Though living in the moment often leads him astray, Archibald always finds his way back home. Archibald's next big thing is a fresh comedy about one chicken's joy and celebrating the journey, not just the destination. And, um, and I feel like that might be more for the book. Uh, I don't know if that's exact. Mm-hmm. I think the Netflix description was like, this chicken's having a good time or something like that. So I didn't <laughs> yeah. use that, but uh, it's basically a chicken named Archibald and he uh-huh. just goes, has fun little misadventures and they're little like 12 minute episodes, 15 minute episodes with two in each one. Yeah, It reminds me of like how people must have felt when they like grownups uh, must have felt when they saw like SpongeBob SquarePants uh-huh. for the first time. And we're like, Oh, my kid likes this show. Wait a second. What is this? This is hilarious. Yeah, it's funny for everyone. It's funny for everyone. And it's kind of disappointing that we don't have that shared culture anymore where mm-hmm. everybody can't say, Oh yeah, Archibald's next big thing, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, Cause it's legitimately it hilarious. Like, I've never heard of that. And I'm probably never going to watch it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's so good. And if you, if you're like, Hey, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I will watch it. I guess I'm not sure. I don't have kids, but maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, my I mean, fa- it's funny even if you don't have kids. It, it is. My favorite <laughs> episodes are uh, one is called The Key Master and one is called uh, Wheelie No Hands. And I will say, mm-hmm. as a side note, those are both written by Eric Fogel, and uh, he's the creator of the MTV series Celebrity Deathmatch. Uh-huh. So, fun fact, but these are, you know, more alternative humor kind of uh, creators, yes. I guess, in that yeah. way. It's not just like... It's not just a kid's show. Right, you know? and you mentioned that it kind of reminds you of the show Happy Endings, which we did an episode on, and um, two of the voice actors on Archibald's Next Big Thing are stars of Happy Endings. Yeah, Casey Wilson mm-hmm. and Adam Pally. Yeah. And um, also Julia Louis-Dreyfus, side note, has yeah. a uh, role. She's in one episode. Yeah, and, Mark um, Maron is in an episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, the Who show... Else, it, there's a few other um rosamund pike is uh she's, she's the, the narrator, narrator yeah from gone girl yeah. the show again it has real jokes in it it, mm-hmm. it does like i said it reminds me of happy endings it kind of reminds me of veep a little bit too yeah and just to set it up for you i i guess i'll give it away because it doesn't give it there's not like an art a, you know an arch uh, or a story arc throughout mm-hmm. the season an but archibald. an arch there is an arch yes mm-hmm. okay that's enough uh <laughs> but if you do watch the episode the key master it's the second half of the first episode there's a part where these let me tell you what's going on in the episode because it's not going to spoil it you're probably not going to watch it but maybe this will be like wait what is what's happening in the show um there things have been going missing around town yeah and archibald finally i guess kind of figures it out uh well he falls into this well or something mm-hmm. And it, it, these moles have been stealing things because there's a leak. Anyway, mm-hmm. the moles sing this song that is so funny. I can't describe. It's, it's it's impossible a, to describe right yeah, now. But um, it's very funny. It's a really good it, song. <laughs> and we sing it to our son all the time. Yeah, sometimes it's the only thing that calms him down. Yeah, to hear the mole song. But it's um. so wacky. <laughs> I, I would compare again. I could compare this to a SpongeBob SquarePants um, or any other sort of alternative kind of Nickelodeon cartoon from like the late 90s. Yeah. And in addition to the Mole song, there's a lot of good music throughout the series. There really is. Whoever is doing the music for this, it, it, there's something about the music 
brings emotion to it in uh-huh. a funny sort of retro 1980s kind of way. Yeah. And the yeah. shows really, and this is not, I'm not like, because the rest of my shows too, you'll be like, oh, he clearly has good taste in shows, so this must be good. <laughs> Each time I watch this show, because we just throw it on for our kid and it just plays throughout the day. Um, each time I watch it, it gets better. And mm-hmm. I notice yeah, other things. Yeah, there's always new jokes in it that yeah. you didn't notice before. Or mm-hmm. in the captions, I'll notice a joke in the background. Yeah. There's some running jokes. Like one example, I don't have it written down, but they'll say like, um, there's one where Archibald is like handcuffed for some reason. And he's mm-hmm. like, I found the criminal. And they're like, is it you? And he's like, no, I'm handcuffed for this other reason. And the, and the guy in the crowd is like, okay, thanks for clarifying. And there's oh, yeah. just silly little jokes like that. And that, that guy I, like, thanks people for clarifying. Like, like several times, times throughout, throughout the, the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I did hear that they're coming back with more episodes sometime this year. That's I think, exciting. Too. Um, so the book, by the way, we wanted to order the book. Not available on like, Amazon. Not, yeah. It's yeah. Like, not in print right now or yeah, something. That's a bummer. It, yeah, so we're hoping they bring that back. We want it. Also, kind of a fun fact around <laughs> this show um, is that oh my god, we're only on number nine, and we're like half hour into it. This is oh, gonna man. be a this is gonna be a fun episode <laughs> here. Uh, but one thing about this show is that I follow DreamWorks Junior, which is the the home for Archibald on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I saw this comment on a lot of the uh, posts on there, and it was always like. Love that chicken. Uh, oh, I can't wait for it. But then I looked at it. And it was it was an older woman that was like posting that on everything where they talked about Archibald. And I thought that uh-huh. was just weird. Just and so, older than us. I don't, yeah, like but a, she was yeah. like a a mom, mom age. age, a mom mm-hmm. age, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in her fifties, probably mm-hmm. maybe older. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, that's weird. That feels like when our parents or grandparents comment on things on, on uh-huh. Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. And so I clicked and I looked and I and I kind of recognized the name and I was like, I think I recognize that from the opening credits of Archibald. I think that is the mother of like the head writer. And uh, and it was, and then I followed the head writer. I mean, like, it's not weird. Like he's the head writer of the show. He's got a lot of, you know, followers yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I thought you said it was like his mother-in-law or something. I think it was mother-in-law, Mo- that's mother-in-law, what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just thought that was fun yeah, because- everybody's mom is just out there doing the same thing on the Instagram. same thing, no matter yeah. if you're just like, uh, you know, Everybody's posting a picture of your kid <laughs> or posting a picture of you just like with your wife or whatever, yeah. they're, you know, or that's if you're cute. writing TV shows, they're, they're yeah. doing the same thing. I think that's nice. Yeah. We're all connected in mm-hmm. fun ways. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to number eight. Okay. What do let's you got? Let's do it. Are we just going, we're going, we'll just start back with you forth, on each back of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So at number eight, I have a show called This Way Up, series one. Mm. So... Um, this is also this is not Australian. This one is British. Okay. Okay. Um, it was written by I'm gonna try to say this name correctly. Oh boy. Ashling B. Um she, by the way, plays Paul Rudd's wife on the show Living With Yourself on Netflix, if you watch that. Um, but she uh, wrote This Way Up. She also stars in it. Um, I think she, I, I read that she said she actually wrote the show while she was filming Living With Yourself. Um, but this is a British show that was originally broadcast on Channel 4 in the UK, um, but it's streaming on Hulu, so you can watch it there. It began airing on August 8th, 2019. And here's the Hulu description. This Way Up is a comedy drama about moving on, moving forward, and trying to find happiness. Charming and funny Ayn is trying to pull her life back together after a teeny little nervous breakdown. Her sister, Shauna, is increasingly worried about both her sister and her own relationship issues with her boyfriend and the impending question of marriage. Um, so the show, it's, it's set in London, but it's about an Irish Catholic woman and um, 
Ashling B is uh, Irish. Before we get too far into this, I just want to point out, you know, I think we've said on the podcast before that we're usually not that into British shows. Don't know why yeah. exactly. Just aren't. Yeah. And we said at the beginning that we don't like Fleabag, but um, here you are with well, a British show. I had an Australia. an Australian it's show. different. No, but you have a British show now too and an Australian yeah. show. Although this was created by an Irish woman. So oh, maybe we're more yeah, in maybe, Ireland. Because here, maybe we should watch Dairy Girls. Everybody says dur- that's funny. Yeah. Dairy? 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 Dairy. I don't know. Well, it looks like dairy. We but haven't seen it They're yet. not like Dairy Girls milking <laughs> things. I don't think. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> but yeah, but this show, um, This Way Up, it also stars um, Sharon Horgan um, as Ayn's sister. Um, if, if you don't recognize that name, Sharon Horgan was the creator and star of the show Catastrophe. And that's on uh, Amazon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is also a With British Rob Delaney. show. Yeah. Which um, I did watch Catastrophe. I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I kind of felt fleabaggish about it. Oh, okay. But you watched <laughs> the whole thing. It but I, seems, yeah, I did. It seemed kind of pleasant. You uh, Not pleasant, but you would have it on in the background sometimes yeah. and I'd watch it. Yeah. It's a decent show. But um, yeah, This Way Up, um, it also stars Asif Man- Manvi. I hope oh, I'm saying that correctly. Book. Yeah. From the, from the Daily Show. Yeah. Um, I've never read it. Yeah, we gotta get around, gotta <laughs> get around to that. Um, but um, so one thing I I uh, liked about it that kind of sold me on the show right away in the first episode, um, Ayn, the main character, she's an ESL teacher, and in the pilot episode, we see her. Um, she it's like a scene where she's teaching a class of like adult um, ESL learners Mm -hmm. um and she's teaching them like the terms for various family members and she's doing that using an episode of keeping up with the kardashians as as, like the example covered on the which we've covered on the podcast if uh if you know me you know i love the kardashians so (laughs) yeah i was sold right away but it is it is kind of like a a heartwarming show but also um it's very funny and kind of raunchy and it's just kind of about someone who's um, had a rough time uh, in life and is trying to kind of figure out what the next steps in their life uh, are going to be. Would I like it? I've never watched it. I think that you would like it. No, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll check it out. Yeah. Um, and and that, where, where can we watch that again? This is on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or on Channel 4 in the UK. There you go. Yeah. And um, I haven't seen anything about a season two. I hope it gets renewed. But yeah, uh, yeah as far as I know, there's just this one season. Excellent. One series. Check One it out. One series. <laughs> yeah. What I do should, you? I should mention too that my number uh, nine, Archibald's Next Big Thing, that's on Netflix. I think I forgot to mention that. So. Um, oh, yeah. 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 And I don't know if I said this or not, but Eileen B, who created it and wrote it, she is also the star of it. Okay. So, there yeah. you go. One of those where the creator is also the star. Exactly. All right. What are we on? Number eight? Yes. Okay. My number eight. I'll be interested to see if this appears on your list as well. Okay. Uh, My number eight is The Act. It is not on my list. Although it is a show that I really liked. I loved this show. This is on Hulu. Mm -hmm. um, And we have actually covered this on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I think this was one of the first shows where we were like, this is a little bit of a more recent show. Let's check it out and let's do it on the podcast. Yeah. And I I considered putting it on my list, but then I thought Mike will do it. So I'll I'll try to pick some things that he doesn't have on there. All right. So if you want some deep information on the act uh go ahead and listen back to that podcast but i'll kind of breeze through this one because we've talked about it before on here but the act is created by uh 
Nick Antosca and Michelle Dean. And uh, here's the series description. It says the act is a seasonal anthology series, which they say that in there. And I want another... They, they didn't yeah. announce anything. Hulu announced a bunch of new stuff. They didn't say anything about a new season of the yeah, act. Yeah, and I'm confused because like the title, the act, it like applies so, <laughs> yeah. so well to the first season so i don't know what they're gonna have yeah they no. could still but the be act the can act, have a lot of meanings so, i guess so but they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with yeah, that a title. little bit <laughs> but anyway the act is a seasonal anthology series that uh tells startling stranger than fiction true crime stories the first season follows gypsy blanchard a girl trying to escape the toxic relationship she has with her overprotective mother her quest for independence opens a pandora's box of secrets one that ultimately leads to murder Ooh, yeah and this show dying. this is something this is a show I that, I, that, when we did that I, I definitely <laughs> read it like that on when we did it so uh, but i think that this show i'll just talk about it briefly i loved waiting for the next episode they didn't uh-huh. release them all at once uh, the anticipation was high yeah um and this did something where i felt like each episode felt unique in mm-hmm. the kind of story that it was telling and sort of the way that it was telling that story. And so I felt like you didn't really know. It wasn't just like, oh, here's another episode. Wonder what's going to happen this week. It was like, this episode is really focusing on this theme or this episode is legitimately scary. Yeah, and it's a show that's interesting because it's like, it, it's not 100% clear who the good guy and who the bad guy right. or who the good guys and, and in real bad life. guys are. I mean, yeah, there's been controversy because I think story. Gypsy is being released from prison soon or something. Right, yeah. So it's like, um, it uh, deals with a lot of gray areas, um, uh, which uh, is kind of how life, I mean, it's a true story. It's how life is. It's, um, it's another sad yeah. one too when you do realize like, oh, this is true. It's sad yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I mean, somebody gets murdered, but also there's manipulation. There's, mental health and, yes. and that sort of thing and you know seeing you know how vulnerable some of these people are it's just it's it's pretty sad when it gets as it's building to the end it's it gets it's an emotional mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's definitely a dark show yeah it's very creepy and um yeah i just loved it though i, I mm-hmm. thought that they, they really did a really well good done. job i'm looking forward to seeing what they do next it reminded me a lot of uh american crime story uh yes. and uh yeah it's, and which i love as well so mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to whenever we come back with some more of that too Definitely. but yeah it reminded me of that so if you like those shows uh, yeah check it out check out the act yeah yeah let's sure. let's move on to number seven what do you got all right so number seven i have a show that i'm still in the midst of watching i've oh. only watched i think i've watched four episodes maybe five episodes okay um, well let's of, hope they don't ruin one. it at the I end know. let's hope they don't pull in on becoming a god in central florida we'll see um anyway my show at number seven is Dollface season one um which premiered on hulu on november hulu i said that weird hulu hulu <laughs> <laughs> premiered on hulu on november 15th 2019 here's the hulu description a young woman after being dumped by her longtime boyfriend must deal with her own imagination when she literally and metaphorically re-enters the world of women in order to rekindle the female friendships she left behind. Okay. Okay, so that, um, you can't totally tell from that description, but this show is real weird. It's, it's real, real weird. bizarre. I've seen the first episode and a little bit of the second episode. <laughs> yeah. It's real weird. Who's it star, did you say? It stars Kat Dennings. Um, one of the two broke girls. One of the two broke girls, also from the show, or from the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, her, her character is named Jules. Um, uh, it also stars Brenda Song, who um, she's on a few episodes of New Girl. She's also apparently one of the stars of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and okay. some other 
some other shows that I haven't seen. Um, but you to see her, you would recognize her. Um, Shay Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars and Esther Pavitsky from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And um, I recognize her from Difficult People. Um, so it's it's got a great cast. Everybody does a really good job in it. Um, and the show. So when we first threw this on to try it out, yeah. like from the, the first scene, my very first reaction, I think I said this to you, was these people aren't acting the way real people act. But and it ends up making sense. <laughs> it ends because... up making sense. And that ends up being a good thing because it, it is kind of going for like an absurd um, kind of feel. If It reminds and, me at times, at least, and this is not a bad thing, but um, the show, and I only know it from watching one episode and then seeing commercials when I used to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because uh, it was an FX show. But it reminds me a little bit of that show Man Seeking Woman, which mm-hmm. if, you've, if you're familiar or even if you've seen the commercials, it's very like surreal. Like he'd be on a date and the girl would be like an octopus or something for some yes. reason because it was a metaphor for relationships. Right. <laughs> and it's all, it, everything's like kind of like heightened and it's, um, I don't know, if you kind of like view it the way I think it's meant to be viewed as you're kind of seeing things through the main characters, how she's feeling things as opposed to necessarily how they're actually unfolding. Right. Um, where everything's kind of heightened. It also kind of reminded me of the show, um, a show that I really love called Wonderfalls, which was a short lived, um, Fox series from the mid two thousands. Um, that, Probably no one's ever seen, but you should watch that one too. You know what, um, though? I, I just think it, this just reminded me. I was trying to remember what the show we've been watching this kid's show on Netflix called The Healing Powers of Dude. Yes. And um, another it, good show you should check out. Yeah, it is another good show. <laughs> uh, but it's about a kid who has social anxiety and then he has these visions as he's being, um, you know, as he's going through his anxious things. Yes. I think that's what this reminded me of. Because yes, I was like, we watched similar. something recently where somebody does something similar to yeah. this. And I think it was Dollface. Yep. For sure, um, but it's um, it's a very interesting show. It's very funny. Um, I really am enjoying it so far. Um, the show was created by uh, Jordan Weiss or Jordan Weiss. I'm not sure. W e i s s. But anyway, she wrote it like right out of college. Um, as she wrote the series as like a writing sample when she was trying to get a job writing for New Girl, apparently. Yeah, okay. Um, and she like showed it to like a friend of hers who was in the industry who ended up showing it to Margot Robbie. Um, oh. And Margot Robbie um, ended up turning it into this show, Dollface. She, um, it's produced by Lucky Chap Entertainment, which is Margot Robbie's production company. I think I so read I something was, recently about how Margot Robbie was like doing a really good job of that Hollywood kind of transitioning into being like a producer yeah, and doing the behind the scenes is, things too, in addition yeah. to being like an A-list movie star. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Margot Robbie. Yeah, Look, for hey, sure. Margot, if you want to come on the podcast or, or you know anything <laughs> right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. But yeah, so um, Jordan Weiss uh, had all the right connections to make this show happen, but also did a really good job because this show is really good. So. Excellent. Awesome. This is, it's, it's cool to me that she um, is just kind of brand new to this and got this really cool show made that stars a lot of famous people and it's on Hulu and um, it's been renewed for a second season. Um and yeah. Cool. Hey, Looking let's forward to watching the rest of it. Yeah. Well, let's move on to my number seven. Okay. I, I, I imagine this is on your list somewhere. Um my number seven is another show about a a, a girl going through some sort of uh 
emotional types of things and mm-hmm. seeing things and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. This is an Amazon original and it's called Undone. That is on my list. What it, number do you have it I at? I have it at number four on number my list. Number four. I've got yeah. it at number okay. seven. So let's just, let's cover it now. So okay. I got some info on it. It's created by Raphael Bob Waxberg, mm-hmm. who is the creator of BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Though this has, I think, uh, a very different vibe. I never actually watched BoJack I Horseman. Watched and either. and nothing against it. Uh, I might watch it someday, mm-hmm. but uh, I haven't watched it. Um, and also created by uh, Kate Purdy. Here's the series description. Undone is a half-hour, genre-bending, animated dramedy that explores the elastic nature of reality through its central character, Alma, a 28-year-old living in San Antonio, Texas. After getting into a car accident and nearly dying, Alma finds she has a new relationship to time. She develops this new ability in order to find out the truth about her father's death that is a wild description (laughs) that is i remember like just kind (laughs) of clicking through and being like wait what (laughs) and then i watched the trailer and i was like i don't know (laughs) and this show just blew my mind so cool it's got all the things i like mystery about death a fun Uh weird uh reality thing surreal going on yeah um i'll I'll read real quick this is the rotten tomatoes critics consensus just to clarify it a little bit it says a kaleidoscopic existential crisis undone bends the rules of space time and rotoscoping to weave (laughs) a beautiful surreal tapestry that is at once fantastical and utterly relatable this is rotten tomatoes i captured it pretty well (laughs) it's it's animated but but it's rotoscoped, which is sort of like the movie Waking Life. I or mean, it a, is like a that. Or Scanner Darkly. Or a Scanner Darkly yeah. where the actors are like acting, but they've animated or they've uh, animated over yeah, so them. You can, or, you can tell who the actors are. Yeah. But they're and it's animated. a little weird looking, but um, there's also these surreal things that happen to make it uh-huh. kind of exciting. And this stars... Uh, Rosa Rosa Salazar, you uh-huh. might have seen her in Parenthood, yeah, and she's, she's which we covered on the on podcast. That. She's the one that wants to like take a what's her face's baby, or she wants to give no, her baby Julia, away. Julia Jules wants Julia wants, wants to, to take her baby, her, her baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, uh, and also it has Bob Odenkirk, uh, yeah. who you might know from Better Call Saul, who's uh-huh. a, a very good actor and also very funny. Yeah, uh, he's in a lot of things. Yeah, um, but th- this show just uh, I just like they're like twenty. 25 minute episodes and you're just like oh my gosh let's watch the next one i, I want to know what happens and uh i yeah. think it's i'm assuming there's not going to be a second season it wouldn't make sense to really right um, yeah i but, hope that they leave this as a, a limited series and um and this, it was just oh, i was just so good yeah and it's um it's got a little bit of uh well, not a little bit of, it's got a lot of ambiguity about, you know, we don't know whether the main character is kind of going crazy, like developing schizophrenia or right. something, or if she's actually time traveling and actually interacting with her father who's passed away. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And I don't, I um, came across this as I was reading a little bit about the show, but Kate Purdy, one of the creators, mm-hmm. um, actually based this on some of her own experiences and that she um has like a family history of schizophrenia and had experienced like a a breakdown and um she finds out in in real life she found out that she had like enlarged like brain ventricles which is what the main character alma has in this show which is like they're kind of wondering like is that something that's opening me up to being able to time travel or is it causing schizophrenia that's kind of the premise of the the show and so that's cool. something that she was going through in real life so i think it's really awesome that she was able to like channel that kind of crazy experience in her life into this awesome show yeah it's a great show i think that 
you know, we talked a little bit about how when, you know, these are not the best shows, but they're our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about things like award season and things like that. This should have been in the awards conversations. Yeah. I know that th- those are kind of stupid because they just pick whatever. Uh, but this should, I mean, this was, it was certainly the best animated show of the year. I mean, I don't, unless, I don't know what else was up yeah. for anything. And maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it was up for awards. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and the main, the main actress, Rosa Salazar, I think did a really awesome She did fantastic. Job. I really liked her. I, one thing I'll say about her is I felt this way on when I saw her on Parenthood too is that my initial reaction every time I see her is to be afraid because she is in... Um, American Horror Story, the first yes, season? Yes, the very first season of American <laughs> Horror Story, Murder House. In the first episode, she is uh, one of the nurses that gets killed and comes back mm. as a ghost. So like yeah, whenever I, like I see it. her, I'm like a little bit scared. But um, oh, no, she's really good. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's go on to your number six. So that my was your number seven. four, okay. and that was my number seven. It's on Amazon. It's undone. But you're number six now. Okay. So at number six, I have a show that we've done on the podcast before. Okay. Glow. Glow. Yeah. Season three came out on Netflix this year, August 9th. Um, here's the season three description. Um, as the gang kicks off a run of shows in glamorous Las Vegas, power struggles, sexual tension, and shifting priorities threaten uh, their bond. Um, and if you've never seen Glow before, uh, you can listen to our episode. Yeah, of the podcast. listen to our episode where we go into more detail. But basically, it's about a um, group of female wrestlers in the 1980s. It's a fantastic the, the gorgeous show. ladies of wrestling. Yeah. That's what Glow stands for. And this is, um, you know, we'll just kind of breeze through it because it's uh, we have covered it on the podcast, mm-hmm. but um, but not I, season three. But not season three, and yeah. I did not put it on my list, but not because I didn't like it. It was mm-hmm. I. It was between that and some other things, and I wanted to get some other shows yeah. on there. And it had a Christmas episode that I really enjoyed. I think, yeah, was that the final episode of this season? I'm not. I might I'm have not been sure. final or second but to last. I can't remember. There's a Christmas episode in season three that really stood out to me, where they have a wrestling match, which um, they they like kind of choreograph oh, yeah, their own do. matches, and they were doing a Christmas. Yeah, carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, and I really liked the way that they did a wrestling match based on the story of a Christmas Carol. I thought it I think that's played out cool. in a really cool way. This show, I think it does something too that I think a lot of Netflix shows do as well and in a good way. I think it's a cool formula where they'll have you know, the first couple episodes sort of setting up the season, getting back into things, and they'll have mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a really good episode. And then they'll have like an episode that's maybe a little bit longer mm-hmm. and like emotional, and then there's some short episodes. I don't know. Like, I know because there's the episode where they're out camping, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh man, this is the turning point in the season. And um, it's a really good episode, too. Yeah. So, but I, I think that uh, season three was really good. And it's always, that's a, I know it's coming back for I think one more season. Yeah, but I don't, it's been just one for more fourth and final season. Yeah, I, and I know like it's you know it's going to be the final season, but this is a show that I could just watch every year. Every year mm-hmm. it's so good, and you could go so many places with it. It's just uh, it's just a really good show. It is it makes me feel like a strong, powerful woman too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got anything else about season three there? Nope, that's it. All right, what number are we on? Number six. Um. Yeah, yes. Six. Okay. My number six. Um, this show came out of nowhere for me. I don't think it's on your list. Of course it's not on your list. <laughs> this is on Netflix. It is called It's Bruno. Oh, nope, it's not. With on an my exclamation list. point at the end. <laughs> this show, I loved this show so much. <laughs> it was close to being number one. Five away from it. Uh, <laughs> but 
This is created. You're so stupid. You're ridiculous. Um, This was created, directed, and written, uh, slash co-written, by and starring, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Solvin Name. Solvin Name also goes Mm -hmm. by Slick Name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Isn't he like a rapper or something? He's also a rapper Mm -hmm. um, and a director. He's directed some episodes of some other TV shows like Power on uh, Stars and uh, I think that's on Stars and uh, Mm -hmm. some other shows. And um, let me read the series description for you. An old school Brooklyn native devotes his days to caring for his adorable dog Bruno and making sure the neighbors show his pooch the proper respect. Uh, This show is unlike any tv show i've ever seen it's yeah. very absurdist um <laughs> we have a lot of absurdist <laughs> that shows must be on our, our list what we're, we like we're into it yeah, yeah. <laughs> this show and when i say it's unlike anything i've ever seen i think you saw a little bit of it it's probably yeah. unlike anything you've ever seen as well yeah i think that everybody should at least check yeah. this out the closest thing it reminds me of and i can't think of a, a one specifically but i feel like like back in the like 90s there would be like little shorts on nickelodeon it, it does remind like weird, you, yeah, it kind in of the early seemed, 90s almost. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of show that would fit as one of those or like a Pete and Pete type. Yeah, yeah. Type thing. I mean, it's more, it's a little violent, honestly. It, more it, violent than some Not that on. violent. You only watched Impl- the first few episodes implied, and they all ended the same way. There's implied violence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, this is it one reason this made my list is because one thing that I've noticed that I love is a new, unique voice coming out, mm-hmm. which I think you kind of, yours is yeah, sort of like that too. Because sure. it's like, I watch this and it's just, I, I really can't describe it right now, but I I just found it to be so fascinating. And the the star has such an energy that he seems so cool and confident and funny Mm -hmm. and the fact that he is also a director and a musician i don't think he's like big in music necessarily but some of his music i like this one song called Mm -hmm. turnt tonight and it's like i I can't describe Mm -hmm. but it's a it's you know he's a rapper um Mm -hmm. it's something that i would be shocked if like five years from now he was not not a household name but like someone where it's like oh yeah he's got this movie out and he's yeah he's famous and stuff very talented very talented uh, very driven yeah uh also follow him on instagram he seems just like a really great guy yeah didn't he he like interacted with you oh he did interact with my way. post yeah. i posted about it and he, he posted something back yeah, and then i posted that was nice. that's always exciting when that happens it really is yeah yeah so this is a show though and the episodes are like 12 minutes 17 minutes yeah. and um it just it's just a really wild show. It made me want, want to be like a, a dog person too. I'm more of a cat person, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understood it. I understood his love for the dog. It's so it's absurd. It's how we feel about our cat. Yeah. It's, um, so check <laughs> it out. Watch the it, trailer if it, you're not um, sure. It stars one of these stars of Glow oh, yeah. as well. I, yeah. I don't want to say too much about her character, Glow, but, but uh, yeah. I forget the name too, but yeah. uh, I don't want to say too much about her character, but it's, you know. It's a good show too. Yeah. There's like a story arc throughout the season too, and it kind of ends. You know, this ends with a fun clip. Not not a cliffhanger because you're not that invested in it because mm-hmm. it's more just a fun. It's a fun hang. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's kind of cool how they do the little cliffhanger ending. I don't know if there's going to be season two or not. Even if there's not, it's not a big deal with the cliffhanger. But it's kind of a fun because there's like bad guys in the show. <laughs> there's right, uh, yeah. so anyway, it's great. <laughs> it's Bruno on Netflix. Check it out. Yeah. All right, number. Five. Okay, so at number five, I have 
season three of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is a show that we've covered on our podcast before. We covered the pilot episode. And I put The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on my list as well. I put it at number three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So awesome. Um, So do you want to go ahead and read the season description for us? Yeah. uh, Well, so Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is created by Amy Sherman Palladino. uh, And the season three description, Midge and Susie discover that life on tour with Shy is glamorous but humbling, and they learn a lesson about show business they'll never forget. Joel struggles to support Midge while pursuing his own dreams. Abe embraces a new mission, and Rose learns she has talents of her own. Is the lesson they never forget what they learned in the last episode? So. It must be. No spoilers yeah. here, but yeah. Hmm, yeah, interesting description. <laughs> yeah. So if you've never seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and you haven't listened to our episode on it, go back and do that. But um, anyway, it's about a, a uh, female, female comedian comic in the in 1950s. 50s. Yeah, maybe and are, we, are we into the I 60s I think we're into the 60s three? in this we season. The yeah, it's the, it's the 1960s. I think they say that over and yeah. over. Um, and um, in this season... She goes on tour with Shy Baldwin, who is kind of like a Sammy Davis Jr. type of. Uh, uh-huh. Although I guess there's, I don't think this applies to Sammy Davis Jr. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but yeah. he 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 has a uh, uh, secret. Secret. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. So oh my god, this show, it's just if somebody was like, I'm gonna make the perfect TV show, this is it. Yeah, it's a really. Um, it's a really fantastic show. We're getting in season three, we're getting more into like, um, so in season one, we kind of saw how Midge, um, and, and I guess her husband, Joel, now her ex-husband kind of shook up their lives by, um, Mm -hmm. getting divorced and, and her embarking on this career in stand-up comedy. And now we're starting to see how, um, everybody in their world, everybody in their world's lives are kind of being shaken up and how yeah. they're all kind of like plotting a new course for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Midge's parents, um, Joel's parents to a certain extent, um, uh, Midge's manager, Susie, everybody's kind of like making some bold moves yeah. and um, it's seeing a, yeah. Yeah, what, what else they can do in life. It's mm-hmm. interesting. And it's a fun season. They go to Vegas, they go mm-hmm. to Florida, I think. And, and, um, and I think this is a show that is... I think everybody would love this show. Yeah. And it's not only good, it's beautiful to look yeah, at. Yeah, it really is. It's a gorgeous <laughs> show. Kind of in the way that Mad Men is, but even more more fantastic. Yeah, I would I say guess, times ten. Like if Mad yeah. Men was just like, hey, we're gonna just I don't it's shot so beautifully too. Yes. And it's it's just it's an amazing show. It's like mm-hmm. when this goes up for awards, it's like I mean yeah, Why give would, it all the awards. Give it all yeah. the awards. It's the best show. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. I mean. It's like somebody really tried hard to make <laughs> yeah, this show. Good job, guys. Exactly. You did it. <laughs> um, so if you've never watched Maisel, watch it and make it's it through that first, third women. season. It's for everybody. Yeah, it's really good. The name of the Check show could use some work, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely not just for women. It, yeah. It's for the men, too. Watch that first episode. <laughs> uh, watch all the way to the end of that first episode. <laughs> and it's on Amazon Prime. Did we say that? I don't know if we did, but it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's your number five? Yes. All right. My number five is also uh, probably on your list. Okay. It is season two of I'm Sorry. <gasps> yes, that is. What number that you got That is number one on number my list. My very one. favorite show of 2019. Your very favorite show of 2019. Yes. That is a show that's on True TV, and it's also on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. And... um. Created by Andrea Savage. Mm-hmm. I'll read the series description here. This is for the whole series. It says, Life is a series of awkward situations for comedy writer and mom Andrea. 
thanks to plenty of neuroses and a knack for sticking her foot in her mouth. Hmm. Yeah. Now, this is a show we've covered on the podcast. Yep. So go back and listen to the, our episode about the pilot. Yeah. But season two, uh, we've been we've been watching season one and two over and over because it's another show that our kid, uh, funny enough, that he enjoyed watching. Yeah. He's a baby. Was, um, yeah. He kind of like gets, um, <laughs> which I think is kind of a common thing for little kids or babies to do is to like really want to watch the same thing over and over again right. and for a while that was i'm sorry for some reason yeah and yeah. i'm sorry it's a it's about it's not a, a kid's show no it's not a kid's show <laughs> and um it's just so funny um what do you want to yeah. say about season two specifically um it has some really fun like running gags throughout it season um, one had shorts shorts yeah season which, two who, has um, who by the way shorts is a is a character a guy who wears shorts consistently um but and he does make a comeback in season two so we have some um some throwbacks to season one and season Um, two's got tank top tank top yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah there's a running gag with a tank top in uh season two i'm trying to think of what my favorite episode of season two mine might be the christmas episode which which we covered on the christmas episode of the podcast here yeah that was a really good one but um, the show, it just like never feels to, like make me laugh and um, put me in a better mood, which is, as we said, we've watched the show 10,000 times because our baby made us and I didn't, I was never upset to put it on. I always enjoyed it's watching always it. It's good. I, yeah, every single time I laugh and laugh and, and everyone we've recommended this show to they say they've never heard of it, then they go and watch it, and it's their new favorite show. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking like uh, like people our age or whatever. I'm talking right. older family members, co-workers, yeah. Yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this show is uh, really something special. It's really hilarious. It's the funniest show on TV, and there's yes. a third season coming out sometime this year yes. on True TV. Yeah. you got to watch wait. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go back and listen to our episode on the pilot. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That was my number five. Right. And that was your number my one. Number one. So uh, no suspense now yeah. to the number one. <laughs> but let's talk about your number four. Oh, okay. Well, no. Or my number, number four was undone. So oh, we, we already, already talked, talked about-, about it. You know, when we were like getting, like we were on number eight and we were a half hour in, I was like, oh my God, this podcast is going to be six hours long. Yeah, but, but some of our- Now some we overlap a little bit closer. We, yeah, and some are shows that we did episodes on before, so yeah, we're not going to talk in detail. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so but, your number four was Undone. Yep. So we're on my number four. Yes. Okay, my yes. number four is- Not on your list. It is Mindhunter season oh, two. Which is a good show. It was hard to it was hard to watch. It was hard to it watch. Was, so it's dark. Mindhunter is on Netflix and it's created by Joe Penhall. The series description in the late nineteen seventies, two FBI agents expand criminal science by delving into the psychology of murder and getting uneasily close to all too real monsters. And let me read this season two description specifically. Okay. Um The behavioral science unit's killer instincts move from theory into action when the FBI joins in a high-profile hunt for a serial child murderer. That's why it's tough to watch. Yes. But it focuses uh, throughout this season mostly on the Atlanta child murders of the 1970s? Somewhere in the 70s, yeah. yeah. And, um, And this show... We have not covered on the podcast. No, but... And we really should. We really should. It's a good show. I love this show. It's such a great true crime you mm-hmm. know uh, mixed with like the Mad Men era almost yeah it's kind of like it's inspired by true crime and some of the some of the stories in it are 
fictional and some of them are real. Yeah, it's 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 because it's the real, real stories, stories, but they're solved by sort of these fictional, you know, based on real people, but fictional detectives that have their own lives. But it is yeah. based on a book too that was written. There's yeah, there's that like blending it, of reality and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of be, the the show is like based on when the I think the FBI was first starting to get into criminal profiling and mm-hmm. um how that was kind of like a new idea new thing of like thinking about like the psychology of like why someone would kill or why somebody would become a serial killer specifically like that was a new term yeah um and um how they're able to start solving crimes based on thinking about how people yeah um think um which um we kind of see in the show is like an unpopular opinion at first and like this the guy the main character on the show really has to kind of sell this idea to um the people he's working with yeah and this is a cool show too in that like the cops are not uh cops the detectives the Mm -hmm. fbi agents Mm -hmm. are not um they they're always struggling with like this is the way that we need to do this but everybody's like no just solve the case or just do that and they just kind of want to write off the the murderers as oh that person's just a monster right so we can't we can't try to understand what they're doing there's no explanation for it they're just terrible but but if you think like that then you're not getting ahead of things you're not like able to to anticipate what somebody's next move might be or who might become a killer. Yeah. So yeah. Just a, such a good show. Yeah. And it's I listen very to smart. It's very um very interesting. I listened to a podcast about the Atlanta child murders. I think it was called like Monster or something like that. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Monster yeah, maybe. I think so. Yeah. And um so that was cool too as like a you know getting set up for watching this to kind of have an idea of what they're talking about and stuff. But um yeah, just a fantastic show. You got to check it out. It, it's a little disappointing because it took like two years in between seasons. Mm-hmm. And then I just read that, uh, you know, I guess when you're on a show, the actors, they're kind of contracted in a way where they can't take other certain work so that they're available to do the show they're on, you know, because mm-hmm. you're contracted for like six years or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, and I saw that they just sort of, uh, re- not release them, but whatever the term is, allow them to go mm-hmm. take other jobs and things yeah. like that. Which doesn't mean that it's not coming back for a third season, but it does mean that it's not coming back anytime soon. That makes and I, me wonder how they do a show like Curb Your Enthusiasm or something, where where it comes back just kind of whenever Larry David feels like bringing yeah, it I'm back. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know? Although this show, it's um, I, I mentioned the creator's name, but it's also I think a lot of the episodes are directed or maybe produced also by David Fincher, the mm-hmm. director, and he I think in an interview said that he's been doing a lot of other work and kind of expanding what he's working on, and then it wouldn't be right to keep these people all under contract when he has no intention of doing Mindhunter anytime soon. Sure. Uh, but you know, and this is a show that we were like, oh, are we gonna even know what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's been so long, but. Uh, we're like, let's just, it's a great show. We got to get back into it either way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I think um, in this day and age, there's always hope for any show to come back. That is true. It, uh, yeah. It Which leads me into my next show, The Connors. <laughs> that's, not, that's not on our <laughs> That's not on <laughs> <laughs> But But it is an example of how... <laughs> Nothing is ever truly dead. They can they can resurrect any show these Which days. leads me to my next show, <laughs> Last Man Standing. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
<laughs> okay. Right. Are we ready uh, for my number we're three? We're ready for your number three. And we already did my number three, which was Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, okay. So let's right. hear your number three. My number three is season one of Pen15. Pen15, another yeah. Hulu. Hulu getting uh, some love on the podcast. Yeah, Hulu, I'm, they were crushing it this year. What can I say? You know, I think it's too because they put in they put out some unique shows. Yes, they do. Which Netflix does too, but Hulu only puts out uh, you know they don't have 10 new series coming mm-hmm. out every week and they're very unique and this is one I, mm-hmm. and i only watched a little bit of this show but tell you me about need it to, you need to come back and i think watch i do this with me because yeah. it was really good okay have so, you ever joined the pen 15 club by the way <laughs> i i think i knew what the pen 15 club was before anyone ever asked me to join it and i did not join it okay should we We'll just leave it. Well, we're not going to spoil it for our listeners. What, what that the pen means. 15 so, club is? So if you guys want to join the pen 15 club, go Let me, for uh, it. I got a, Definitely I got a pen it. here. Let me see your hand real quick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pen 15 season one premiered on Hulu on February 8th, 2019. It was created by Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle, um, who also star in it and by Sam Zivbulman. <laughs> I guarantee that's not how you pronounce it. Z-V-I-B-L-E-M-A-N. I think it's important to give the creators their fair due, so that's why I'm spelling these names that I cannot pronounce. I like it. I okay. Like it. All right. But anyway, here's the Hulu description. Pen15 is a, is middle school as it really happened. Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle star in this adult comedy playing versions of themselves as 13-year-old 13-year-old outcasts in the year 2000, surrounded by actual 13-year-olds, where the best day of your life can turn into the worst with the stroke of a gel pen. I really like that description for this series. It's great. Um, But anyway, as that description kind of alluded to, um, the the two stars of this show are adult adult women, um, probably around 30, playing middle schoolers yes and, and you would and think kind of convincingly so they can oh, kind yeah. of pass almost as middle schoolers we talked before I, about a lot of our shows are kind of absurd yeah this is one. yeah and um but all the other care all their classmates are actual children yeah it <laughs> sounds like a, you know it sounds like a weird little gimmick at first but yeah. you see it and it it works yes <laughs> yeah and it's um they're I think that they probably based a lot of it on their own experiences. Um, and I I was in middle school in the year 2000, which is when the show was set. So I could totally relate to so much of what is going on. Yeah, I was in, and I think, eighth grade. So yeah. yeah. And the show is a very funny show. But it's also um, a, a show that really makes you think about how, like, the the problems that you deal with the issues you deal with and the things you're kind of fixated on in middle school they're looking back might seem kind of trivial but at the time that you're going through it it's like this is your whole world and it means everything and it's a huge deal and i think having that the adult actors like play themselves as middle schoolers kind of like brings home that point yeah i think so Yeah, very cool, very unique kind yeah, of show. Very. And it has been renewed for a second season. I don't think they've announced yet when that is going to be airing, but I'm really excited about it. And I'm also excited for you to watch this show with me so I can rewatch it. All right. I'll have to <laughs> check it out. It's interesting how many of these shows we watch individually from yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay, so that was your number three. Yes. And my number three was The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, okay. So you are on to your number two. Okay, my number two 
is season one of Rami, also season on Hulu. One of Rami. Yeah. And that is my number one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good good choice. That's a really good show. Dude, this show is so good. And we did an episode on the pilot of it. So we did. Go back and listen to that for Rami, more information. Rami uh, Yusuf recently won the uh, Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy Series. Yeah, he's and his, the creator and the star. Yeah, and his uh, little acceptance speech, I think he was like, you know, made a joke about how nobody's seen that show or whatever, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous because you got to watch this show. For sure. Let Do me, you want to read the description? Yeah, I've got here... Uh, Created by Rami Youssef, Ari Katcher, and Ryan Welch. Uh, and the series description, Rami Hassan is a first-generation Egyptian-American who is on a spiritual journey in his politically divided New Jersey neighborhood. Rami will bring a new perspective to the screen as it explores the challenges of what it's like being caught between a Muslim community that thinks life is a moral test and a millennial generation that thinks life has no consequences. That description sounds kind of boring, kind of highbrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this show is, you know, it, it was so it's number one for me because what I really love to see, and I kind of said that at the beginning, is these new voices, yes. new unique creators coming out, putting out a show, and just, um, just knocking it out of the park. I just, yeah. I, I just, uh, I loved it so much. Yeah, and one of the things I love about Rami is like it's super relatable, even though it is like the main character is someone very different from me. Like it's a, it's about a. Middle Eastern Muslim, uh, Middle Eastern American Muslim man, and that that sort of identity is a big part of the show. Yeah, and yet I can relate to it and so I, well. Yeah, I think that that's something. I mean, it sounds like a you know just a white liberal talking of like you know I really like this show because I like seeing you know what it's like being a an Egyptian in America, and right. now I, now I can relate to it. Like it's you know, but it. It really is like that's I don't know about people yeah, like that, and but I it know is that like you all, everybody is kind of going through similar sorts of yeah, things, yeah. Even if superficially they're they're different, and it, this show even takes you know, it takes like a different kind of look toward religion than like that's so different not only that he's muslim but uh-huh. that he is very into his religion yeah, that he's maybe more religious than his his family than even is, than his family which is different i think a lot of the times you see kind of the push the push pull of religion going the other way where the younger generations are less religious or right. than their than their families and, are and it's it's something I think that we talked about that in our episode yeah and it's but and it's something that's um I, is it's unique, but also the kind of thing that I believe that he, Rami Yusuf, mm-hmm. the person, probably has a lot of those same beliefs as well. I don't think that was all just for the character. I'll make him more religious right. than I am, or whatever, right. you know. And and I think like as a person, for me, I'm like, that's not the kind of person or show that I gravitate toward. Right. So, but it's interesting to see the way they do it in the episode or in the show. Yeah. It's, it's not like, uh, uh, this guy's kind of too religious. I don't really get it or like it, but and the, and the, I think it's unique and interesting and I believe it. Yeah. Another thing I think is interesting about the show is I think it's clearly based on, on Rami Yusuf's real life and experiences to a certain extent. And so it's interesting to me watching it to kind of see the difference between the character Rami and what he is thinking Mm -hmm. and and then you can kind of tell that rami the creator of the show the actual person maybe has a sort of different perspective Mm -hmm. on what the character is doing like whereas the character i think often comes across as 
kind of judgmental of other people. It's kind of like the creator of the show is kind of like pointing out how that's a flaw no, in the yeah. character. Do you kind of get that sense I as you're so, yeah. watching it? So I just think that's kind of interesting how anybody like looking back on the on themselves in the past, you kind of have a new perspective on yeah. uh, on the situation, like a more enlightened viewpoint and that comes through somehow in in the way he's telling these stories and I think that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. just a great, great show. And it's something, yeah. too, that's coming back for a second season. I think May 29th, they announced, yes, is when that's coming yeah, back. Yeah, we're really excited for I'm that. excited about it. It's mm-hmm. got, uh, oh gosh, who's the actor that's going to be in it, too? I think Mahershala Ali. I, I heard that? he's from True Detective Season 3. Is he, like, the main guy? Yeah, he's the main oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He I, was I heard really he's going to be in it. I heard, I, I don't remember if I heard this right or not, because I remember, I've heard a few stories like this about him, but I think he said, like, he's, like, a fan of the show, and he, like, called up. Rami oh, and said yeah, he wanted to be so. on it. I think and he, he also, also did the same thing on True Detective, yeah, where he, he said, like, "I want to be the." He was going to play the other character, the sidekick guy, yeah. like the other detective. He's like, "No, he I'm going like, to do no, it if I'm, I'm the star." The, yeah, that guy is just like taking. <laughs> but turns. I think I That's heard awesome. the same thing about the movie Blade, where he he like called the Marvel people and said, "I'm going to play Blade," and they said yes. <laughs> I, I didn't know you could do that. I'm going to start calling people. And say, I don't know. I don't know what he was in. He was in Moonlight, which was like a best picture technically. Oh, I mean it was, but they called the other movie. But that was when La La Land, you know, won for a minute. Yeah, right. I don't know what else he's been in, but when you see him in anything, you're like, yes, I will give that man anything yeah, he wants. That's, he's that's cool. I'm the excited best to see him actor. in something else. <laughs> so because, I think he's going to be in it, yeah. Yeah, season three of True Detective I, is not on my list. Not on my list It was not great, but, um, although we but liked I did it really the like him yeah. Yeah, in yeah. it. Cool. Um, all right, so we've covered my number one, and that was your number two? That was my number two. Have we covered... Uh, my number one is I'm sorry. So we only have so we one thing it. left to say. We've got my number two. And that's yes. our last thing to talk about. Then we'll yes. recap. We'll let you know what all was on here. We'll give a little list of the recap. Yeah. So yeah, save the best for last. Uh-huh. Although this my second best. Um, my number two is I Think You Should Leave oh on gosh, Netflix. Oh my high on your list. <laughs> this show is so funny. <laughs> This is I, this is the funniest show of the year. Um, uh, I agree that it's funny, although I can only handle it in small doses. <laughs> well, it's short episodes, Jean. There's not a and lot of them, so I can, ha- I can handle it maybe a sketch at a time. Okay, that's okay. fair. And I, I've shown you a show. few sketches. Yeah. yeah. So it's created by Tim Robinson and Zach Cannon. The series description says there is no such thing as an ordinary interaction in this offbeat sketch comedy series that features a deep roster of guest stars. Um, this show, so Tim Robinson, you might recognize him from, uh, Detroiters, which mm-hmm. is a show that was, uh, last year, the year before that came out with a, they had a few seasons, a couple seasons on comedy central. Yeah. We love it with Tim Robinson and mm-hmm. Sam Richardson. Mm-hmm. And, um, this show, it's a sketch comedy show and, uh, I just loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> Do you- do you want to tell us your favorite sketch? Well, yeah. Well, there's uh, there's a couple that are my favorite. I've got okay. two that I really love. One uh, is the focus group sketch. Um, oh, yeah. There's actually an episode of the podcast, which I mentioned before on the uh, on our podcast, um, Good One, mm-hmm. which is a podcast about jokes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a panel discussion with the uh, stars and of, uh, of the focus group sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they interview them and go into it. Basically, the premise here, Gia, 
um, is that there's a uh, focus group for a Ford car, I believe, mm-hmm. and there's an old man in it who keeps making ridiculous suggestions. I can't describe it right now. It's <laughs> it's too much. You got to watch that. I think that's on YouTube, actually, that one. Uh, I love that one. I also love the, uh, the one about the bones, the, the skeletons. The Johnny Cash yes. parody. Can yes. I read you? This is a... Uh, <laughs> This is from the AV Club. This is sort of a review of that sketch. Okay. They, they ranked all the sketches from, okay. from best to worst. I don't know where they had this on the list, but the name of the sketch or whatever they call it in here is The Day That Robert Palin's Murdered Me. And um, here's what the AV Club said about it. If the Johnny Cash biopic Walk the Line is to, believed, is to be believed, one of Cash's signature hits came together on the spot, a Hail Mary pass intended to impress a gospel-weary Sam Phillips. Billy, the cash surrogate played by Reese Coiro in I Think You Should Leave's fifth episode, tries to pull a similar audible with his murder ballad, The Day That Robert Palin's Murdered Me. But he hasn't counted on his over-eager bassist, played by Robinson, who takes the instruction, follow my lead, a touch too literally. The sketch hinges on the tug-of-war between the singer's considered storytelling and the bassist's awkward, supernaturally-themed riffing, which gets delightfully hung up on the minutiae, minutiae, how do you say that word? Minutia. Minutia of its skeletal antagonist's underground world. (laughs) This this doesn't make any sense to somebody who hasn't seen this show yet. But the performers are just as crucial to that tension, with Corio allowing just a dash of frustration into his man-in-black composure as Robinson flails about physically and lyrically <laughs> building a country and western mythology out of bone money parentheses and also worm money uh, food surpluses and hair that's pulled up but not out <laughs> this show well, that's, uh, that's that sketch right. is so funny uh, if that didn't make any sense to you watch it it's in the fifth episode um, yeah, that's th- probably my favorite sketch from it I also like the one where Christmas came early oh gosh that one is so funny oh gosh and this is a show that I think unlike any show this year had kind of a viral impact. There were so mm-hmm. many memes with the old man from the focus group sketch. There's different Twitter accounts. There's this one that has thousands and thousands of followers called, I think you should league pass, which that's the NBA league pass where you have all the games. And it's oh. like, anytime anything happens in the NBA, they'll post like a screenshot of like, uh, either just a screenshot from the show or a screenshot of like, uh, there was one where there was like two basketball pl- players, like, I don't know, high-fiving or like something like that. And then next to it, a screenshot of uh, uh, the show and people mm-hmm. high-fiving in a silly way. And um, I just, uh, it's so good. It, it is funny. It's a funny sketch show. And it's uh, it's good like to see it, Tim Robinson also, get his get his due there because the show has been a hit. It's been renewed for a second season. And yeah. Detroiters was so good. And um, you know he was a writer on Saturday Night Live before he was you know had his own shows and things like that. And I don't know how long he was yeah. on it. And I never really watched Saturday Night Live, but they played some of his some ex some clips from the sketches that he wrote on mm-hmm. on SNL on that good one podcast and they sounded really funny too so yeah you might have seen him too on what's that show called the, is it the characters where it's like oh, yeah, they the, give a comedian like um they gave yeah. the a comedian just a uh, you can do whatever you want and uh, yeah. make a sketch show or whatever yeah. and he had an episode of that which essentially is the pilot yes yeah and um so if you've ever watched that or if you love the show go back and watch the characters watch yeah, Tim Robinson's episode, episode of, I yeah think it really is that's the one with the pointer brothers yes oh god that sketch (laughs) it's comedy that's just so stupid it's real dumb and i just love it i love it also i think you should leave has a really fun theme song that kind of plays in between the sketches (laughs) yeah well 
Whew, speaking of theme songs, we're going to get to ours soon because we are almost <laughs> at the end of this podcast. Oh, man. This is a so long one. do you want to run down your list? Tell us your top 10 from, from 10 to 1 okay. just so we can hear yep. it all. All right. So number 10, The Letdown Series 2. Number 9, On Becoming a God in Central Florida Season 1. Number 8, This Way Up Series 1. Number 7, Dollface Season 1. Number 6, Glow Season 3. Number five, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, season three. Number four, Undone, season one. Number three, Pen15, season one. Number two, Rami, season one. Number one, I'm Sorry, season two. Oh my goodness. And I'll just uh, read through mine again real quick. So number 10, uh, we had Veep season seven and then Archibald's Next Big Thing on Netflix, Undone on Amazon, It's Bruno on Netflix, I'm Sorry season two on True TV and Netflix, Mindhunter season two on Netflix, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season three on Amazon, I Think You Should Leave on Netflix, and my number one, Rami on Hulu. Um, now you mentioned before we finish up here, there's some other shows that you watched as well mm-hmm. that didn't did not quite make the list. Mm-hmm. I don't have my shows that didn't make the list in front of me. What, what were some of the ones that you put? Well, as I mentioned, I thought I thought about putting the circus on my list. Right. Um, the righteous gemstones. We just watched the first episode we of did. that recently, and I can see if we had watched it earlier, maybe it would have made. Yeah, the list. it might have made I liked the list. The first episode, but I'm also not a hundred percent sold on it. So we'll. But that's something we'll that see. I know a lot of people have said is good, and we're not saying it's not good. We just haven't. We just didn't get to it. Yeah, I liked. Uh, I really liked season three of Easy, which came out this year. Russian Doll. Oh, Russian um, Doll was really good. Was a yeah. good one. Um, let's see. This is this is. A, a very different type of show, but I really enjoyed Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, oh, okay. which came out um, right. at the beginning of 2019. That was a big hit there. Yeah, you know? it is. It's a, diff- it's a different type of show. It's kind of, if you enjoy Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, or I think that it, the new ones are just called Queer Eye right, on yeah. Netflix, but Marie Kondo is kind of a similar type of show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those were some that I thought about that didn't quite make the cut. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think I had, I might have had Dead to Me on there uh, mm-hmm. for a while too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were, yeah, there's there's a few that I liked that didn't make the cut. I almost thought about putting some wrestling on there. But okay. uh, hey, Wednesday nights, <laughs> NXT on USA, that show has been very good. But uh, yeah, so look, this has been a little bonus episode. And we're not exactly sure if we're going to come back in February for like a Valentine's Day episode where we're going to look at some like, mm-hmm. you know, wedding episodes or possibly like top relationships in TV. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yet, but I think our regular episodes are probably going to come back in the summertime. Yeah, where we break down pilot episodes. Because like I said, I'm an educator and uh, things get busy in the school year. Mm-hmm. So we might have to push it to, you know, June or something like yes. that. But keep an eye out. Stay yeah. subscribed because we might hit you with some bonus content in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you end up watching any of the episodes we we listed as our top ones um and you enjoy them or you don't enjoy them let us know let us know hear what you think about them we do because we we love interacting with you guys because it is like it's you know we're just doing this for fun yeah and so (laughs) if you are like i don't know that i don't know if they want to hear from me we do we do 
<laughs> we love it. We're just regular. We're regular people. We're, we're regular not people. people. We're not Hollywood people. We're regular. No, we're regular, people. just people living in Ohio. <laughs> yep. Just doing this for fun on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And if you want to reach us, uh, the places you can reach us, you can reach us on Facebook at you, me, and TV, on Twitter at you, me, and TV pod, on Instagram at you, me, and TV podcast. And also be sure to subscribe on, uh, mm-hmm. wherever you subscribe. But uh, if you want to give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be. Yes fantastic and if you don't want to give us a five-star review just don't, don't give, give us, us a review, review. Don't give us a we'll review. make it easy for you yeah yeah <laughs> and uh so um it's 2020 and uh yeah hope your 2020 is off to a great start i hope so too yeah hope yeah. there are a lot of great shows this year this that is, we can recap next i year. hope so <laughs> side note before we finish up what are we watching right now that we love that we're thinking is probably maybe gonna make it on the list oh man well i just said the righteous gemstones well but that's we from started. last year oh but that's yeah. true yeah um the, the new jason bateman show what's it called the outsider the outsider on, on hbo, HBO. we're, we're two, two episodes, episodes in, in but we really like it oh so my far. gosh you gotta watch it yeah uh curb your enthusiasm coming back to hbo yeah we're looking forward to that That armand Iannucci show on hbo avenue five the next season of rami rami we're hoping season three of I'm Sorry comes out this year. It's supposed to. But you know what's really cool about all this? So many of these shows that are on my list, things I have did not hear about beforehand right, yeah, at all. A lot of Undone, especially It's Especially things that just show up on these streaming services. They're just like, you never hear about them and then they appear one day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's awesome. I'm so wow. excited for this. So yeah. who knows what the year's going to bring. Yeah. I'm excited and I'm optimistic. It's yeah, 2020. And you know what? If, if there's a new season of uh, some sort of Game of Thrones spinoff and you like that, watch that too. You know, yeah. if you like it, watch it. If you don't like it, you know, watch a little bit of it and then stop. It's okay to stop a show. We watched like six episodes of that Paul Rudd show. Living with yourself. And then we just said, we like, I'm not sure. We don't care what happens. I don't, I don't in the really care. Episodes. We're Sorry. Not gonna go I love there. you, Paul Rudd. I just, I just wasn't into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you know what is, um, is the next season of American crime story coming out this year? I think it got pushed back. I, I read something that it got pushed back because of the impeachment or at oh. least not because of it. But Wait, is it about the Clinton impeachment? I think that's what it's going to be about. Okay. They keep saying it's going to be about Hurricane Katrina, but then they're like, never mind. We're going to do something else. So I don't okay. know. Which that sounds better anyways, the Clinton impeachment. Although yeah. we did watch that good documentary that I think was on Hulu. I'm not sure about the Clinton impeachment. That I think it's called the Clintons. Is that what it's called? The Clintons? I'm not sure. I don't know. There's something coming out about Hillary Clinton on Netflix or something. Oh. Or no, that's coming out on Hulu eventually. Yeah, but there, yeah, there was a good There's one specifically about, about the uh, Lewinsky, Monica Lewinsky and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I think Monica Lewinsky is supposed to be a, like a producer on the next season of American crime story. Well, I hope but so. Anyway, I, I thought that was coming out this year, but I'm not 100% sure, but I am looking forward to it and I hope it does. Remember that episode of the Tom Green show where he just hung out with Monica Lewinsky? No, I've oh, never seen well. that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's well, fun. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, this has been our favorite episodes of 2019. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, bye. Uh, bye. Uh, bye. <laughs>